Hey all you music lovers, I'm April. And I'm Kirsten. And this is Shuffle Shuffle It Up, where we'll be discussing all things music. Each week, one of us groovy gals will pick a song from one of our favorite artists and discuss fun facts about the artists. We'll also explore the the backstories on some of their written works of musical art. So, let's crank up the volume, peeps, and get this podcast started. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) So, I was thinking, to kick off our very first episode of Shuffle It Up, I have chosen a band that I have been jamming out to for 20 plus years, you know? So, that band that I'm about to tell you... (laughs) I'm referring to none other than Motley Crue. He's the one they call Dr. Feelgood. Oh, yeah. Get oh, it. yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, Love yeah. <laughs> so we're just going to dive right in, guys. We're not playing any games, you know. So a little bit of history on Motley Crue. Um, so these guys were formed in Los Angeles, California in 1981. Hold up. Hold up. Hold up. How many band members are there? There's there's four. Okay. I, I am not... Um, I am... She is a I country girl. <laughs> I would say that I'm not really a Motley Crue virgin, but I, I'm almost a Motley Crue virgin, so I'm going to ask some questions here. We're going to pop I'm, things. I'm very ashamed to say that. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's why we're going to educate the people today. <laughs> good. Motley Crue was formed by Nikki Six. Now, Nikki Six is the group's bass guitarist, and then Tommy Lee... Which, he is a character himself from everything I've read and watched about him. I love it. Um, he's the band's drummer, which I I wish I could play the drums. He's actually part of the reason why you picked this song today, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, okay. Piggyback off that. <laughs> it's because I, like I said, I've been jamming them for years, but... Um, I just recently on Hulu, I love biopics. If you guys do, I highly suggest it. Um, it's a book called Palm, Palm, Palm Tree. No, it's not <laughs> called that. It's called Pam and Tommy. It's about, um, I'm not going to do spoiler alerts because I think that's just a dick move. <laughs> um, it's about Pam, Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee and their journey in life together. And I'm just going to leave it at that. Um, but this is the reason it struck in my head like this song that I chose of theirs is a massive banger. I had to choose it. <laughs> so the other two members of Motley Crue were made up of Mick Mars. Um, Mick Mars is actually the lead guitarist of the band. And then to, you know, put the puzzle piece all together, we needed the vocalist, which is Vince Neil. So those are the four brethren <laughs> of Motley Crue. You're an enormous dweeb. Well, I am. Well, I am. I am literally a dork. I love it. I'm mad. Like the research I did, and I was so excited about it. <laughs> no, I meant about your brother in common. I thought it was comical. <laughs> that too. Um. So for my co-hosts and others that don't really know Motley Crue, um, they're categorized as hard rock on like '80s hair band glam glam metal. I would say that I'm probably in the minority. I think that most people, at least. Um, our age probably and above know who Motley Crue is. I do not think that I'm. I'm definitely in the the minority here for sure. She knows a little. She knows a little. I know a little, little teeny bit. Girls, girls, girls. That's about it. Though. Yes, and we are when we are women in this 
couch. That I'm, is I'm right. in the studio, but we're on a couch. Yeah, we are definitely on a couch in my living room. Yep. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> Trying to be professional, and we're not. <laughs> we are definitely not that. <laughs> so, I digress. <laughs> so... Uh, throughout Motley Crue's 20-plus year career, which I think is amazing, but so many bands, I feel like, back in the 80s, like, fell off on hiatuses. Yeah, that is pretty remarkable, for it sure. It is. Yeah. The band would go on to sell more than 100 million records worldwide. Wow. Impressive. Very impressive. When I first read that, I, I didn't, I'm like, I know I read the number, I'm like, wow. I wonder how many albums that they've had total, do you know? I don't, I don't know that answer. They've had nine studio albums. Wow. I think that highly impressive. Yeah, for sure. And then when I, when I was doing a little more research, domestically they sold 25 million, just the United States alone. 25 million copies Dang. in that 20 plus year span. And I'm like, you guys can wail, man. <laughs> that is like so deserved. Yeah, for sure. Um, but um, I want to, I want to like you know, throw in a little fun fact, which it's not only really fun, but I just think it's kick ass. Mm-hmm. Um, so Tommy Lee, like I said, he's a lead drummer of Motley Crue. Um, he was in the band from 1981 to 1999, but around that time, he left the band until 2004. So, obviously, like, we need a drummer. Anyone willing to step up? Sure did. This individual <laughs> by the name. <laughs> Sorry, listeners. <laughs> we do have the explicit content button on. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Samantha Maloney. <laughs> Samantha Maloney. Now... From everything I've gathered, she was the first and only female to ever be a part of this band. So, kudos. Yeah, that's pretty badass. She, so badass. She came in the band as a drummer from 2002 to 2004. Can we just talk about how badass it is to be a chick and be a drummer? Not that it matters. Not that it... I know. I kind of want to take that back because I feel like it sounded bad. But, you know what I mean. And I think that's awesome. That's just so empowering and so um, motivating and, and... Good for you, man. It Good is. For you, chick. Well, That's awesome. Not like they, they weren't a not a sexist band. Like they're like, oh my god, women can't be in the band. I thought it was interesting too. Was like, we welcomed you. Yeah. And everything I read, she was like, they were welcoming. That's awesome. They weren't, you know, chauvinistic. What year? Uh, what year did she go in the band? Um, from two thousand two to two thousand four. Oh yeah. yeah. So and she was the only female. So I loved it. Like they welcomed her. Like come on in. Yeah, very cool. I'm like, I thought that was really interesting that she was the only female in that band and she wailed for two years with a legend band. Why only two years? I wonder. From what I read, I mean, Tommy came back in 2004, so I don't know if it's because he came back. But I did read around that time she started a side project called The Chelsea, I think it was. Interesting. So I think she just went off and did her own thing. Got And Tommy's like, I'm back. (laughs) (laughs) Cool. So I'm like, all right, rock and roll, man. (laughs) So as my co-host was speaking of earlier, asking how many albums, like I stated, they had nine studio albums. Um, and their first one they ever released was in 1981. Um, it was called Too Fast to Love. Um, and from what I read about it, I think it said it charted at, like, number 77 on the Billboard 200. Mm-hmm. You know, which, you know, I'd just be honored to be on the Billboard. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, you first saw you want, you know, yeah. probably never to be a little higher. But uh, it went on to go platinum. So I'm like, that's, that's impressive. Yeah, very like, nice. You, yeah, like, you saw a little shaky, but, like, you went platinum. So you're doing big things. <laughs> But I am not the best at math, so correct me <laughs> if I'm wrong, please. Okay. So from 1981 to 2008, it's a 27-year span of years, correct? Wait, what did you say? So from 1981 to 2008, that's 27 years. Yep. So you got to think, in that 27-year span, and mind you, band members left, they came, Tommy Lee left, um, Vince Neil left, they came, they, you know, they, but... 
they came back, they yeah. came strong. Um, so in those 27 years, they produced nine studio albums. So their last album, which I thought was just impressive, that this band from the 80s pulled off a record in 2008. Yeah. Which yeah. I feel like that wasn't that long ago. I don't know. It wasn't that long ago. Yeah, and I feel like... Um, I feel like if I say what I'm going to say, I'm going to totally um, be a spoiler alert on the song that you picked. So I guess I'll wait to say my my next comment. So you continue. Comment what's up? <laughs> I am going to count myself. <laughs> the last album that um, Motley Crue produced as a group was, like I said, in 2008, and it was Saints of Los Angeles. So I just thought that was really interesting. Mm-hmm. The 27 Year Spin um, rolled out nine albums. Uh, 27 years, man. That's a long time. Such a long time. Yeah. Badass. So, uh, so many things have happened. They're like, no, we're going to come and go, but we're going to come back strong. We're producing another album. Yeah. Um, it's actually a nice little segue to leading up to what I'm about to s- discuss. Um, you know, every artist has their best-selling album. Doesn't matter who you are, you have one. Mm-hmm. And Motley Cruz was their fifth studio album, and the name of that was Dr. Feelgood, um, which was put out in 1989. Um, Wasn't even born yet. Ditto! <laughs> I came rolling into the world a year later! Two for me. Yeah. Okay. That's uh, listen. That's enough. She's just jealous because she's older than I am. I am! <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> but Dr. Feelgood was the, like I said, was their fifth studio album, the name of the album. But fun fact, that is also a name of one of the songs on the album, and it became one of their top hits. And again... He's the one that called Dr. Feelgood. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and there's another little segue into the song of the week. Ooh, this is what we're yes. here for, people. This is it. This is the meat and potato. Yep, this is it. I chosen their song off their Dr. Feelgood album called Kickstart My Heart. Oh, yeah. Kickstart My Heart. Is that how it goes? Hope it never stops. Thanks for finishing. <laughs> I am See, I told so you I was sorry that you folks had to hear me sing. <laughs> and I promise you, I'll probably never do it again. Oh, no. She'll, she'll do it again. Just trust. My- I'll coax her into it. And I thoroughly enjoyed it because she she finished what I lacked. <laughs> Fun fact about my co-host. She actually tried out for American Idol. Okay, so I, okay. I, I don't have an actual guitar to stand on. I mean, I don't think I've sounded very great the, the first few so- times that I've sang on this podcast. Okay. So we'll give it some time. Yeah, we'll but give it Thank time. you, thank you, thank you. I'll make her sing a whole song one day. Yeah, we'll I'll sing. put her right on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> so when I was, I mean, like I said, Kickstart My Heart, I've probably listened to this song over 100 times. My father... Is the epitome of a rocker. I've grown 100%. 100%. I grew up with bands like ACDC, Kiss, Van Halen, Motley Crue, like Live and Die. It's like in my blood. Like literally when I hear those bands, you come in, you and your dad actually come <laughs> into my brain. <laughs> we just open the door and you, you, you and in. your old house, Lord. Yeah, you and your yeah. old house is what I think of, I swear to God, in that garage. Like such a musical feel. Like not like we didn't play, but we always jam. Like there's always music in my house. Always playing. Yeah. I just. Like I think of this such memories. Yeah. I love I love this band. Nostalgia. I love nostalgia. It's such a good and very odd feeling. Yeah, it's, wicked. It's just yeah. Yeah. Very. It's surreal. Yeah, for real. So back to Kickstart My Heart. Um <laughs> Kickstart My Heart reached um number twenty seven on the Billboard one hundred. And it was back in the early nineteen nineties, which I was actually born in the end of nineteen ninety. Another fun fact about me. <laughs> <laughs> There's lots of hits coming out that year. <laughs> <laughs> sick oh my god 
So the brainchild behind the song Kickstart My Heart was none other than the band's bass guitarist, Nikki Six. So, okay, so this is a trigger warning, what I'm about to discuss. I'm just telling you it's going to be dealing with um, drugs. It's going to be dealing with near-death experiences. Um, if this offends anyone, this triggers anyone, um, please skip a couple minutes ahead. Like, I, I really want you to thoroughly enjoy what we're speaking about. But if this is a sensitive subject, I do not want to upset anyone in any way, shape, or form. I'm just discussing why Nikki Six wrote the song. Right. So, Nikki Six wrote this song because of it. <laughs> so, Nikki wrote this song basically um, because he had near fatal drug overdose on heroin. Unfortunately, he basically had a, na- a near death experience. Yeah. yeah, he overdosed, um, and this occurred on December twenty third of nineteen eighty seven. So, Nikki Six, you know, he's living the rock star lifestyle. You know, they, they party hardy. He was partying with rock legends and stars like Steven Adler and Slash from Guns N' Roses. Oh, fun fact, Slash is like one of my top favorite guitarists. Like, you are just... If you're listening, please. Please autograph a guitar and send to me. She is very much so obsessed. <laughs> and Robin Crosby of the band Rap. Which I bet you probably don't even heard Nope, of. sure haven't. <laughs> round and round! I'm so sorry if you're listening ever. <laughs> I am going to corrupt her mind with all things rock. <laughs> I appreciate it so much. <laughs> a rap. Uh, when, so Nikki, unfortunately, he took um, a dose of heroin, intravenously injected it into his body, which caused him to overdose. Um, and from everything I read, he actually died for two minutes. Mm. Like, you think about, like, okay, you think, okay, two minutes, but you, like, man, it's a long time. Count to 120. Think about two minutes in, like, a basketball game. It's wild. Yeah, it, I, yeah. yes. I'm sort of thinking, like, if we stayed quiet in here for two minutes, that's a long two minutes. Yeah, it's wild. And this human being died. Yeah. So, thank whomever called the paramedics. I, I couldn't really find, like, I don't know who it was, but somebody thankfully called the paramedics. Um, and the paramedics were actually able to revive him in the ambulance. Um, one of the paramedics actually jabbed um, syringes of adrenaline like right into his chest. Wow! Could you imagine doing that? I could never be a paramedic. I imagine I, that's so. Oh it's my so, god! I mean, thank you. I was so thank, yeah, thankful thank for all paramedics like, in the world. You're amazing. You're, you truly are true Rock heroes stars. and amazing. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the, the fact of like yes, like they just makes like, me cringe a little. It's life or death. Like you're. I would yes in that moment I bet yeah I could yeah, do it you, yeah I think yeah I think totally. yes but like thinking about like oh my that's such a that is such power you're holding yeah, you like yeah, I'm yeah. going to bring this hopefully hopefully bring this human being back to life but you know I feel you're like stab oh that it's so intense yeah totally but I'm thankful that they did yes hundred percent because Nikki Six was blessed to be able to come back like he came back and write this song and, and wrote this massive hit that still. I literally just told my co-host Carson today that um, after work, I literally heard the song in a commercial. <laughs> That's <laughs> wild. It's meant to hear it. <laughs> so today, actually, uh, what's really wild is that I listened to this first song for the first time today. <laughs> I love it. And it was actually at the gym. And I will tell you what, the intro to the song is legit on the treadmill. I will uh, yeah, tell you Carson, what. Yes. It got me going for real. It's it is a motivator. Yeah, totally. Yep. Um, I actually want to read, because I'm going to end... Here, wrap this up with the song portion. Um, there's a passage from Motley Crue's autobiography. Their autobiography is called The Dirt, Confessions of the World's Most Notorious Rock Band. So Nikki Six um, 
recalls of one of the paramedics saying this out loud. Like, it must have been, I don't know if he was, like, coming to or he was completely back in the world. Mm-hmm. But um, I guess one of the paramedics I thought was kind of badass said, allegedly, no one's going to die in my fucking ambulance. Yeah, that is really, really cool. Chilling. chilling it is, kinda. too. I just feel like that, yeah, he's like, no, one's, we're not, this isn't happening. That's really cool. That is an amazing human being. He's like, he was not, we're not leaving this ambulance. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Not today, folks. Not yeah, today. Not, yeah, not today. <laughs> nope. That's the guy you want. It ain't going down yeah, that way. That's the guy you want to come rescue you. I um I found all these amazing fun facts from a couple different sources, so I have to give some shout outs, you okay, know. Okay. So one I found was the Vogue.com. Um really interesting read on there, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um I found another one on Newsweek. It's an it was an online article on Newsweek by Andrew Whalen. The other one was a YouTube channel called The Grunge. And lastly, from that passage that Nikki Six um that one I just said from Nikki Six. That was from their autobiography, The Dirt, mm-hmm. Confessions of the World's Most Notorious Rock Band, which I really feel like I need to read now. <laughs> <laughs> like, I found that excerpt online, but I need to, like, dive into the book. Yeah. And before I give this over to my co-host, it is a fun fact about, well, me, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but it's about Motley Crue. Um, I never, I didn't read the entire book because it was not my book, but it was Nixie, Nikki Six's, um, autobiography. It was called The Heroin Diaries. Oh, interesting. And I read parts of it and I'm like, this is insane. This is incredible. Worth this the read. is chills. Yes. Yeah. So I need to finish it because it wasn't my book. It was actually an ex's book. <laughs> and, and I'm not asking for that book. <laughs> Amazon's a wonderful thing. Yes, it is. Oh, yes, it is. So, folks, that was that was my pick. Um, that was my song. That was one. That's my favorite song by that band. I absolutely love and adore Motley Crue. I think that they're the epitome of rock and roll. Um, I love that they dedicate twenty seven years of their life to the musical industry. It definitely paid off. Um, one thing that I thought I found I found was really interesting. I found it on songfacts.com. Um. It's a quote from the bassist. So it looks like bassist Nikki Six told Rolling Stone, uh, quote, that was a song I had written very quickly and had brought into rehearsal. I thought it was a throwaway, something that would belong on Too Fast for Love. It just really took on a life of its own and fit on the album a lot better than it should, end quote. And I thought that that's just so amazing. I think that, like, honestly, the songs that, like, go to number one or the songs that become singles or the songs that are most uh well known are the ones that you think are throwaways the, th- well, the ones that the, the writers think are throwaways yeah. and not worth it and it's just it just really goes to show you not nothing that you do is i mean maybe not nothing that you do is trash but a lot of what you do is not trash, <laughs> trash. <laughs> like like keep your stuff if you're a writer don't throw it away no, have someone read us if you do that stuff keep going it's awesome i think that's really cool i think that that uh the fact that he thought it was it's a inspiring. It is incredibly inspiring. Yeah. So it just keep going. Is. Yeah. I Very love cool. that. Yeah, me too. I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so good. And not a little positivity here. Yes. <laughs> I love that. These are just fun. Guys, we're just full of fun facts. <laughs> That's why you gotta stay tuned. Yeah, totally. So I'm totally handing this part over to my lovely co-host because we want you to stick around, folks. And she's gonna give, like, you know, a little a little intro about, you know, what she's going to do. Because next week, guys, I'm handing the reins to her. She gets to pick her artisan song. So 
Take it away. So what we're doing here on this podcast, Shuffle It Up, is really, uh, we probably actually should have described this in the beginning, but we did not. We just got way too excited to talk about what we were going to talk about. Facts. Um, so, so every week we are going to do a podcast and we are going to switch on and off. So this week April picked a song. Next week I'm going to pick a song in a band. Um, and we are going to dissect, dis- it. dissect it and and talk about how it makes us feel, what the writer th- thought about, or why the writer wrote the song, what the song is really about, or mm-hmm. what other people's interpretations of it is. And that's pretty much what this podcast is all about. It's the life and and love of music, really, here is what we're going to dive into. Mm-hmm. Uh, both of us are incredible um we love music an, an incredible Massive amount. music lovers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it, gotten me through some of my darkest moments, I'm telling you. M- music is is truly probably um so far minus my 12 nieces and nephews. Um the love of my life. I'm not yeah, kidding. It is. Um I think that it, ha- it it just brings you to a different level that nothing else can. I think it brings you a feeling that not a lot of other things can. And and that's what we're going to talk about on this podcast. And I'm really, really, really stoked for you to all listen to us. And I hope that you stick around. And I hope that we hope that you stick around. Um, so next week, little hint. Yes. I'm not going to give away my song. But little tidbit. we got a little bit of a, a banjo playing band coming up yes. next week. And I am stoked. Although the song isn't, I don't know that there's banjos in the song, to be honest with you. But they're a really good band and they play banjo a lot. <laughs> Fun fact about next week. So little hint for, little hint for you. And the song is, is kind of, the song that I have picked is uh, uh, very relevant to the times right now. Okay. So she's pretty little, exciting. She's yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. She's current. Yeah. She is relevant. So. Uh, I think that that pretty much is the end of our podcast I today. I think it is, folks. Like, April. We, uh, by the way, hey, I'm, oh, did we introduce ourselves? We did, didn't we? We sure <laughs> did. Let's, let's end it. Hey, guys. That, that was my lovely co-host, Kirsten. <laughs> and that was April. And hey, we'll see you next time on Shuffle, Shuffle It Up. Keep it real. Oh, yeah.